Welcome to Psychos and Sociopaths. Today we're going to go over... Uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yeah, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Or Blanchard. Blanchard. Because she had Cajun, she had Kunans. Yeah. She had Creole right there. Now, this is a weird case because we went... We talked about this uh, before the actual show. And, 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 and of small note, and we'll get right back on track, this is the first killer that I got to pick. So I'm, I'm happy about the dude. I'm proud of this one. Yeah, and you, you did your due, due diligence on this one, too. Uh, it's basically the mur- murder of D.D. Uh, Blanchard. It's only, it's only like one murder on this one. Yeah, and but it, just the, the case itself. And, and see, what drew my attention to this case was that show. It's on Hulu. It's uh, The Gift. Yeah. And... That was a weird... Sh- that's what really got me into this, too. Yeah, you know, and... And I still, to this moment... And yes, he disagrees with me on this one. I think it was more or less uh, a person of... Uh, uh, it's basically a person that's been tortured for probably about 10 to 12 years, and the mother being o- overbearing and everything. And we'll get in, into all what, what yeah. happened. So, before we get there, you know... And, yeah. and, and I didn't 100% disagree with you at all, so... I mean, there was some, it's more on the finite points that I disagreed with versus the actual premise. So let's just kind of put that out there. Yeah. But um, Gypsy Rose grew up with her mom, Dee Dee, and um, she she claims that uh, Dee Dee was making claims about her health that resulted in a series of uh, misdiagnoses or diagnoses, 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 we'll just say The that. diagnosis. Um, and medical interventions. Um, but... Gypsy wasn't sick. Um, her mom had been lying about her symptoms, and experts believe that her her behavior, that Dee Dee's behavior, really kind of stemmed from this. Uh, it's called Munchausen syndrome. Yeah, and it's by proxy. By, by proxy, yeah. Yeah, and because Dee Dee wanted to be a caretaker, she she faked all of these illnesses for her daughter. I mean, talking about like allergies to to sugar, uh, talking about she had MS uh, or, or uh, yeah, muscular dystrophy. Uh, had her in a wheelchair, and but Gypsy could walk, and Gypsy could eat like everybody else, but she had a feeding tube inserted into her daughter's stomach. Oh no, that's not even like half of it. And because she had, they had this, she, she had her on this medication that broke her teeth down, and she had to have all no, of her teeth extracted. That, that was part of it, but if you actually look in more, is she had surgery to have her uh, saliva. Uh, uh, glands, glands. Yeah. yeah, saliva glands. Uh, at first they did Botox, then they eventually had them removed. Yeah, and that was another cause that caused her because you have to have saliva in your mouth uh, to basically clean your. It, it's a cleaning uh, thing. Yeah, because your saliva, one, your saliva also goes down into your stomach. And puts a very uh, a casing around your stomach to act, uh, to for your acid and everything like that, but you also have it to where it's in your mouth where it deals with the acid in your mouth too. So it's a it's a cleaning agent. You have to have saliva, and a lot of people uh, overproduces it, and that's the reason why they have that surgery. Or, or uh, you can have cancer in your uh, of the uh, saliva glands too, but 
what she did to her own child, this Dee Dee person. Yeah. My God. Now, and Dee Dee was giving Gypsy a lot of bad information. One, telling her she was sick. Gypsy knew that she wasn't sick. But... Or, or well, at some point, she did, Gypsy did think she was sick, but at some point, she started to kind of figure it all out. And, and also the fact that she didn't even know how, her own age because her mother kept on lying about uh, when she was born, and then she found her birth certificate. Yeah, no, she had a glance of her birth certificate, well, yeah. and she was like, and the mother was like, "Oh, that's just a misprint. Don't yeah. look at that." Oh, honey, you know that that's wrong. But like, her mom used Gypsy's. Uh, "Quote unquote illnesses to get things like a house for ha- from Habitat for Humanity, um, and it was just the most god awful pink, right? Um, yeah. Gypsy had friends in this cul-de-sac that they lived in. Uh, Dee Dee was just—I mean, she was your over-the-top, overbearing helicopter mom, and uh, she she kept curtains up, blinds up. I mean, basically obscured people from being able to see into the house through the windows and would punish Gypsy if she got up out of her wheelchair and walked around the house. Like, oh, somebody's going to see you. And you know what happens if... if I if wonder somebody... if she had muscular problems because of that. You know, I, I don't think she did. Um, because Cause, uh, Gypsy the, would they're... constantly talk about how, you know, she would just, when her mom wasn't around, when her mom didn't was like asleep or whatever, she would get up and walk. So, I mean, she was walking. Okay, so she didn't have, like, uh, muscular acid No, no, she didn't. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Because I, I didn't yeah, read no. that. If uh, I, I didn't. In this one, he actually did more research than I did on this one. I did, I did a little bit, and I, tr- I got some of the interviews, but I didn't get. He went in and found the interviews with the cops yeah. and everything like that, and got a yeah, little she, bit more she, into it. She could walk. She didn't need a feeding tube. She didn't have cancer. Her head was bald because her mom shaved her all the time. Yeah. Um, Dee Dee had a mental illness. I mean, it, and, and again, Munchausen syndrome by proxy. It's uh, also called. A facetious or not or factitious disorder imposed on another, um, which made her fabricate or you know come up with these lies about her daughter's you know health in order to receive attention, sympathy. Oh, she's such a good mom. She's taking care of her little angel. And I mean, they would get like free trips. They would get like I said, they got a house. I'm, yeah, I'm, I think they. Made what was really strange? I mean, do you ever what the uh, that showed? That one, uh, that one scene where she's at a, a kid's birthday party and she eats a, a, a cupcake. Yeah. And she's supposedly allergic to sugar. Yeah. And her mother just jumps up, and uh, EpiPen and EpiPen basically is an adrenaline surge, and too much of it. Oh God! It it causes a lot of problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she. Because she went into the seizures. Yeah. Now, uh, because of that, when Gypsy got closer to the age of eighteen, she started sneaking some of this money that they had been receiving through donations from people that that felt sympathy or empathy for their plight and whatever. Um, and she would buy like burner phones. Uh, she bought a laptop. Uh, she started going online, setting up secret profiles. Uh, went on Facebook. Uh, set up dating profiles, things like that, um, and ended up meeting uh, like a couple of guys, and then ultimately ending up with uh, what was his name? Um, what was it? 
It was Nick. I cannot remember. What is it? It's. Uh, it was a weird name. I'm. I'm trying to find it I'm, right I'm now. Scrolling too. Um. God and John. It, yeah, his last. Yeah, but I think his first name was Nick or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but like this guy, and he supposedly su- suffers from a split personality. Like Nick is his normal person, right? And you can tell that the guy has definitely got some kind of mental handicap there. Um, but his split personality went by the name of Victor, and he was supposedly this 500-year-old vampire kind of a thing. And he, they, they would role play. And they, remind, would, they, they would do like their BDSM me of type a, scenarios through FaceTime. Well, it actually reminded me of an episode of Night Stalkers where the, the vampire was a detective. And uh, there was an episode to where one of the vampires had a split personality, uh, and the vampire could go out in the day because she thought she was human, and she was a vampire at night because that's what was the the trigger. Mm-hmm. But it not real. I understand this. Yeah. Now, this is a relatively recent uh, development. Development yeah. because they moved to Missouri. After being displaced by Katrina, yeah, and uh, so you know, she she had she had her boyfriend come up, or will come down because he was living in uh, uh, Big Bend, Indiana, I think it is. Um, he was like from Ohio or Indiana, I can't remember which. Anyways, uh, he would come down, and the, she actually lost her virginity to this guy in the bathroom of a theater because they had arranged this like get together or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, they were supposed to go see, it was like a, a Disney movie, right? Or something like that. Uh, Cinderella or some craziness or Beauty and the Beast. I can't remember which. Anyways, um, she snuck off while her mom was watching the movie and had sex in the bathroom. And, and she wanted to have his kid too. Yeah. You know, and you know, it, trying to say this without sounding biased not biased but um, chauvinistic um, Gypsy Rose like the actual person I mean she's she's actually she's actually pretty yeah like, she's you know, decent looking de- yeah you know I mean she I don't want to say passable because <laughs> we're going to get all the fembots be like oh my god and like she okay on my scale she's a nine not you know my scale; it's one to twenty instead of one to ten. She's a nine. She's so so. She has a so nine. most people, she's like a five and a half or a six. Yeah, I'll see. To me, that's well. Okay, I have now, to factor in crazy. Well, you got to factor in crazy. You got to factor in. See, for for the <coughs> mature individuals in the world, um, you know, everybody talks about beauty, skin deep, blah blah blah. To me. Beauty goes way past that. I mean, you could be absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, but if you're just, in the words of Rodney Carrington, looking just a fucking bitch. That's why I have a 1 to 20 screen. Because I know women that are, like, drop-dead gorgeous. But she, having gone through what she had to go through, I mean, every one of her teeth are fake. Yeah. I mean, they're all implants. Um she she has finally grown her hair out, obviously. Yeah. Uh, she's actually eligible for parole in 2024, so there's hope for you yet. Um, no. But, uh, yeah, uh, 
uh, Gojon was, he was found guilty of first degree murder in 2018. He was sentenced to life in prison, so he's not getting out. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not even allowed for parole. Yeah, so, um, uh, and, and, and it was, she, the, she, okay, so I watched the detective interview footage for yeah. both of them. There was a male detective that had interviewed Gypsy, and there was a female detective that interviewed Nick. And the, you know, because the police, like well, you and I discussed before we came in to film today, that the police are authorized to lie to you during an interview, right? Yeah. They just can't go overboard. Yeah, they can't be so blatant about it. I mean, they can just kind of, like, guide you, sort of, Anyways, yeah, snuck down uh, that rabbit it, it's, hole. But anyway, so, um, you know, she she would lie to the her detective probably for the majority of her interview. Uh, the crying, the tears, uh, just the you know, I love my mom. I don't know why he did what he did. And the detective's like, yeah, you you know why 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 this happened. You know what happened. Let's not go down this road. You know, we, I've got people outside asking me why, why, detective, why, why did this happen? And I can't give them any answers until unless you tell me the truth. Yeah, I had one detective tell me that uh, one of the best kills that he did is he would say, "Well, we don't have anything on you, but out of curiosity, how would you do it?" And he would just check off all the stuff that was right with the case. Yeah. See. Yeah. <clears throat> Unlike when when we were talking about Henry Lee Lucas, when they were giving him the case files, yeah, I mean it's the job of the detective to get those answers without revealing them. Yeah, you know because there are certain things about the cases that only the perp would know. But he he would he wouldn't he wouldn't give the evidence and everything until like afterwards they could uh, com- and. And it was only after where they had, like, the fingerprints and the DNA and everything like that. Yeah. He, li- he literally said that it was like, we couldn't get a confession, but we could look at the stuff that he would actually touch and actually mm-hmm. do and everything, and yep. they would build a case from that. Yeah. Which is actually really intelligent. Yeah. Now, I tried to watch, I tried to find the entirety of the Dr. Phil interview that he, that he did with Gypsy Rose. And, uh... I mean, I can only find, like, two, three, four-minute snippets. Yeah, because you'd have to find the whole episode. Yeah. And I I just, let's just, Dr. Phil is Dr. Phil. I know he's not a real doctor. Don't come at me. But I I can't sit through an entire episode of Dr. Phil. I I was just looking for the information. Yeah, he's a nice gay bite, but he's, I just. say he's a nice gay? No, guy. Gay. Guy. He's a nice guy. I don't know why I went to a different. Uh, you were trying to be all Minnesotan, eh? I I don't know why either. I, I don't know either. It's like I had I had I had a little switch there that just went like we're going to talk Minnesota right now. I was like, why, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Now now I sound like a moron. <laughs> my brain my brain is not wired right, people. It really isn't. Oh, but uh, you know, he the, asked her. If she was glad that her mother was dead, she was like, I'm glad I'm out of that situation, but I'm not happy she's dead. You know, so, I mean, I think that to a degree, yes, she's guilty. Do not misconstrue that at all. She facilitated it. She solicited it. And she, you know, she she enabled the murder of her mother. Yeah. Now, 
what was she it was, was it because she was under duress because she she was suffering from that tortured victim syndrome yeah pro, you know i mean for, as far as i'm concerned did dd deserve to die absolutely not i think that it could have been handled a lot better um some of her some of some of gypsy's friends you know they they at first they were like you know i i didn't know that she could walk but then after you know they retrospect they were like you know the signs were there i don't know why i didn't see it before yeah they could have, she could have gotten out of that situation and i think that uh i believe if i'm not mistaken dd had actually posed it to gypsy to say that if i get caught you're going down with me because you're of age now and you consented to all of this the entire time yeah and so gypsy was afraid that she was going to go to prison for fraud, you know, and I'm like, okay, I get where that's, you know, coming from because, I mean, here's this mother who is supposed to be taking care of her child and she is just basically running the system. I mean, she is playing that game and she is playing it well. And at points she thought that, you know, it's going to get out of hand and so what she would do to, to, to punish Gypsy is tie her to a bed with, like, dog leashes or, you know, blindfolds whatever yeah and just leave her there yeah that's and then just like trash whatever it was that gypsy had purchased or had found or acquired because she was again that overbearing over-the-top helicopter mom that just couldn't let go yeah her mom was like fuck ugly and and and, and i think to a, a part of it was the fact that dd if it, there, there, I didn't find a lot of information on Dee Dee's mom out there online, but the way that the mother was portrayed in the show, mom was just as bad. Yeah. You know, it was, well, I'm a better mom than you could ever hope to be. And, um, you know, like when Dee Dee went to jail for check fraud, you know, she had, uh, you know, basically undid everything that Dee Dee thought to do as a mom. And then when Dee Dee came and got out of jail, you know, basically just like, all right, mama, I'm going to move in here and take care of you. And then basically just kind of let her mom die. Without yeah, I was I was looking at that, too. I thought Dee Dee actually killed her mom. Well, I don't or think it was so much the fact that it that she outright killed her. I think, well, she did, but she didn't do it directly like suffocation with a pillow or anything yeah. like that. She just basically neglected to provide her mom the care necessary like food and whatnot yes i mean she she basically just kind of like starved her mom out or you know what have you but and 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 i'm not a big believer in karma because i think you know karma is kind of a buddhist principle you know blah 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 anyway so um having said that okay that's a set, that's a subject matter for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now because of some of the feedback we received over the weekend during the barbecue competition, yes, we get wildly off track. <laughs> so I'm trying to be very good here. So I'm propping my halo up with my devil horns, and we're trying to you know like film a good episode that you know we're gonna, we're trying to keep it on track as much as possible. But um, so you know I, I think that. The way that Dee Dee went out, the way that she was killed. It's a punishment fitting, though. 
it, it was a it was a punishment befitting of the crime as it relates to tit for tat, eye for an eye, yeah. you know. But you also have to look at the one thing on here. I mean, Gypsy was homeschooled. The only way she learned how to read was on her own accord when she was reading the Harry Potter books. And you also got to look at the father basically being denied his child. Yeah. Um, and, and see, the way that, the, that he was portrayed in the show, it was like he was non-existent. Yeah. And, and, and he and tried so hard to yeah. be part of his daughter's life. Yeah, and see, when I saw that and I read that, I mean, I instantly... You get that gut churning. I, I instantly identified with the dad because it's like, you know, as as a single dad who, you know, has now been twice divorced, it's like, I get what it's like to not have access to your kids when you want them. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, I'm, and before we go down that road and, you know, I start getting summons and, and you know, legal paperwork in the mail I'm not saying that I was denied my kids or are being denied my kids because I get to see my two boys on a on, on a pretty regular basis more than most people yeah more than most dads you know so and in fact I had them for breakfast you know for this morning I took my kids out to breakfast this morning because it it's one of their birthdays right yeah it's my youngest son's birthday today so he turned a whole whopping 10 years old so a um, couple more years you're gonna have a handful Hey, you know, I've got a handful now, so I've got a 12-year-old. So that that he's just like, he dude, literally, he is a miniature version of me. That's not good. It scares the crap out of me. But uh, but Reagan, my my 10-year-old now, my now 10-year-old, he dude, he is scary smart. He's 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 my kid with Aspergers. So you know, and I'm like, wow, I want to spend five minutes inside of his head now. Now that we've gotten off track again, but. That's not really off track. We're but, but, we're getting into the development yeah, of, so, of how the father was actually yeah. So it's like treated he, as a he, point. he constantly would call DD. He's like, "Well, is she going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life? Is she actually sick? Can she walk now?" And she would give him these answers like, "Well, she's got muscular uh, dystrophy. She's going to be, you know, her her body's going to eat away at itself, and she's going to be bound to a wheelchair soon." You know, and it's like. And you're smiling and laughing about something. What's going on? I'll talk to you later about it. Okay. Um, but uh, there, there was a guy, uh, Dr. Mark Feldman. He's an expert in Munchausen syndrome by proxy. He said he said about Gypsy's life and actions, uh, the, the con- quote, the control was total in the same sense that the control of a kidnapped victim sometimes, sometimes is total. Her daughter was, in essence, a hostage. And I think yeah, and we that, can understand the crime that occurred subsequently in the terms of a hostage trying to gain escape. That's why that's, I don't, that's why I think that she didn't go down for the actual murder. I think uh, I don't even. It was, was it was charge? like a fourth degree. No, there's no fourth degree murder um, or murder by association or something here. like that. Trial. Okay, there we go. Anyway, so I, it, it, she got a lesser charge. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was because of the emotional trauma, the, the, the psychological trauma that she endured her entire life. Um, do I think that... Now, I have been working really hard to try to be what most would people would be considered a, a better human being. But 
you know, kind of like Amy Fisher. Remember the the the, the Long Island Lolita? You know, she shot uh, Joey Budafoco or Budafoco, Budafoco, Budafucker. <laughs> you, you just went you went down and then you kept on going down. You're like, man, I'm, I'm trying deeper. to get I'm trying to get the bilge pump to work so that way I can save the ship. But um, she shot her her lover's husband, wife's you know, yeah, wife yeah, in the yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally like botched that up you know it's like it's a headshot he How got away with he got away he technically I, he, I he basically got, got away with it but she murder. went to prison now she's out of prison you know what she does now she's an adult entertainer now do i think gypsy oh, rose yeah, yeah, is going to become right. an adult entertainer i hope not just because it's not that she's not gonna lie now i'm gonna even look that up <laughs> not right now. Not right now. Not right now. But do I think that that's going to be those 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 people are going to be out there to offer her that as an option for income when she gets out? Now I think that is she going to have a hard time trying to readjust and maybe kind of fade off into obscurity? I would totally do that. There's a lot of people that uh, that have that kind of problem and everything like that, and that's yeah, what they do. She she they, is going to try like hell to do it, it but it's I, like uh, children's of serial killers. That's what they do. Yeah, I mean she she's going to try to do her best to fade off into obscurity. Now because that we've got we live in the age that we do, you know the internet, the 24 hour news cycle, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Once she's eligible for uh, for parole in three years. When she, you know, and I, I believe that she may end up getting it. Yeah. She's going to have a hard time at first disappearing. She really is. Um, do I think that she may be the subject of, you know, a degree of paparazzi stalking? Absolutely, she will be. This, you know, and the show didn't help, honestly. Now, the show, that's a two-edged sword because, yeah, it brought, it brought awareness of the case to the forefront. But like Hollywood does with most everything, they take a lot of that poet, you know, that artistic license, and they change some of the facts about and it. And they dramatize it. They dramatize the shit out of it. We've already talked like hands over, like a lot of the, uh, uh, like, like uh, Man in the Arena, uh, yeah. the story of uh, Eddie Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're into toxic, uh, getting it as a film or anything, but it would. It, it would wouldn't be surprise a, me. It wouldn't surprise me, and. It wouldn't be, you know, and honestly, I see people like, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say Jason Statham because he's got way more hair than Jason Statham does, but you probably would see somebody like Henry Cabal playing him in a movie. He's already said he went against Jason Statham. He did? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me either. But, but you know, it, <clears throat> the show it really didn't do her a whole lot of favor. I mean, it did in the sense that it's it's garnering public sympathy for her particular side of the case, but you're going to have those people that look at everything from an analytical standpoint, and they're going to be like, "Look, she's just as guilty as the guy that plunged the knife into her mom's body." Yeah, and a lot of people will say that you always have uh, like a line, mm-hmm. and one uh, certain people will be on, "Oh, she should get the death penalty," blah blah blah, and you look at the other side of the line, and people are like, "Oh, she was." She was a victim and everything, and and I'm on the vi- uh, she was a victim and she, she should have gotten away with it. Yeah, because she is a victim, the- and to a degree, she is getting away with it because, for all intents and purposes, anytime if it were anybody else, 
I mean, you, you see these datelines or you see these uh, these these uh, episodes on like uh, uh, the, the murder mystery channel that uh, Discovery has a uh, ID murder. It's murder. yeah, whatever you know. It, it, they they solicit it. You know, they solicit a hit for you know murder for hire. Yeah, that's basically what she did with this guy. You know. Yeah. Now do uh, now what I picked up on was during his interview with with the detective mm-hmm. I mean you could completely and totally tell that this dude wasn't right in the head wasn't right in the head but he absolutely loves Gypsy Rose yeah because he was like you know she went into the bathroom and locked the door because she couldn't do it he didn't want her to see the body because he didn't want her to be traumatized yeah, she she ended up closing her ears. She didn't want yeah. any kind of sound or anything of it and, actually happening. But here's the thing: here's you know here's why I'm 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 glad that she at least caught some time for this because both their stories involve sex after the act. Now she claimed she claimed originally that it, that he raped her, but according to his side of the of the narrative. It was 100% consensual. In fact, he actually used the term 100% consensual. Verbatim, 100% consensual. That was in the transcript. If, if you go and if you can find, you can find the video on YouTube. But, um, uh, I mean, they, they knocked all the stuffed animals and toys and shit off the bed. And they had sex. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we did it all. Oral, anal, vaginal. And... You know, so, I mean, and the detective, you could obviously tell that at some points during the conversation, she was feeling a little bit overwhelmed and, and somewhat uncomfortable. But, I mean, she was in there doing her job. So, I mean, she was in there, you know, explain to me what it was. I mean, did she allow you to do anal? And he's, he's like, oh, yeah, you know. And But you could tell that he, you know, he, he wasn't, he, he was wasn't physically lying. there. He wasn't lying. I mean, when she explained to him, you know, it's like, look, I, we've already talked to her, and she's told us everything. We wouldn't have spent so much time talking to her if we didn't get everything before we came talk to you. And, you know, he, he spent a lot of time in the interview room by himself crying because he said he was worried about her. Yeah. You know, and so I think to a degree, yeah, she, she's, she's guilty, absolutely. Should she have gotten away with it? No, and here's why, because... I think to a degree she took advantage of the fact that he wasn't wired completely right upstairs. She took advantage of that, and she saw an opportunity. Now, granted, to the flip side of that argument before you just put on your devil's advocate hat, I already know where you're going to go with this. Yeah, she, she was desperate to find a way out of her situation, and she saw this as her only viable means. True, yes, I'm not going to argue that point with you. However... She knew full well that by doing this, there was a very high probability that they were going to get caught and she was going to use him as, as a scapegoat. Okay, exactly. Yeah. She, he, he, he became the built-in pan, you know, patsy. He, he was her Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's that's where my point of view comes from. That's where my method of thinking. That's where my logic is going. I could see that. So, but I mean, do I think that overall the case is just jacked up? Absolutely. I mean, this. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's even the whole 
the whole situation is jacked up. Yeah. Because you got you got the father that uh, wasn't allowed to see his kid. You got a mother that she found a way to make money without having to work or anything, but mm-hmm. she had to sacrifice her child. Yeah. That eventually got to the point where her child ended up murdering her and creating it was just so much stuff that just the lies compound with uh totally destroying this child yeah and that, and that that's what i want to get everybody on this is it was literally a mother that wanted money found a way to do it and then just and just couldn't make herself stop couldn't make herself stop and also the fact of uh, creating a web of lies to the point where she literally had her daughter have surgery. Mm-hmm. And I think to a degree, Dee Dee had, she had spun so many lies. She had lived this deceptive facade for so long that she, I think Dee Dee actually, right up to the end, believed it. Right up to the point where she felt the knife being plunged into her chest. But, you know, it... it I think that Dee Dee needed to go away. Um, if there's any takeaways from this, I think it brings to light a lot more of that deceptive practice by some of these, these uh, what's a term that we could use, is a uh, charity, charity parents, you know? Yeah. They take advantage of these nonprofits. They take advantage of these, these charity groups. But instead of using themselves, they they use their kids, and to me that is the utmost disgusting. Uh, it's, it just, it's deplorable. It, just... it really is. It, it makes me physically ill to think that a parent could do that to their kid. I mean, that would be like, you know, I mean, to me, I think with the the, the case with Dee Dee is the fact that she refused to accept responsibility for her actions and it was always some kind of like it was almost borderline narcissistic you know it's kind of yeah. like everybody it's everybody else's fault woe is me you know it's it's almost like uh, how can I put this it's it's almost like uh, it's almost like a single parent bringing a toxic individual into the house and telling uh, telling the child that she has to uh, do whatever he uh, says, and it ends up being like uh, yeah, a child know, like, rapist. Yeah, so this toxic individual comes into the house and completely rewrites the, the, the dynamic in the home. That's another thing that freaking upsets me is stuff like that, where, say, I bring someone in, uh, in my relationship, I, I find somebody... And I bring my daughter along and everything, and she just, I just, if you do anything against my child, mm-hmm. you're going to be looking at the curb. Yeah, you know, and. I don't care, I don't care who you are. You know. I stopped, I, I I stopped talking to uh, friends because they were talking trash uh, about yeah, my daughter. I, I could sit here all day and tell you that I would instinctually take the high road and I would take. You know the the more, for lack of a better term, the more evolved road, and and take those legal steps to remove this particular individual from from my kids' lives. 
but dude, your 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 instinct as a parent would be to get violent with that individual. It really would. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, okay, so you know, it's like if anybody if anybody was introduced into my kids' lives and my kids were in danger because of this individual, be whether because they didn't like them, whether because they looked at them in a sexual way, or uh, they 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 placed and they put them in a situation to where they were in danger. Yeah, I mean, they were put they were put in, in danger either through association, through the other parent, or whatever. You know, and, and yeah. I'm not speaking specifics. I'm just speaking generalities here. But it's, I mean, to me, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got my life. You know, that I'm I'm rebuilding after divorce and, and rebuilding after all of the issues that stemmed from it, but. First and foremost, I mean, you're it's a parent. My, it's my, my kids. Yeah, you know that's they're my responsibility. Yeah, and you know, I think, and, and this is why I really identified with the dad because dads they 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 go into family court with both hands tied behind. Their yeah, head. there's even a TED talk about that from yeah. a lawyer that had to uh, uh, be part of the. Uh, I would just say the female, the mother. Uh, she ha- she was a f- uh, f- mother lawyer. Yeah. And it got back to the thing. She stopped it. She didn't want to be any part of a any woman that wanted to be uh, hire her as a lawyer. It, she's like, no, I can't do it. I only do fathers now. Yeah, you know, and and, and you're starting to see a lot of more of the fathers' rights movement become more mainstream, become more accepted, but in states like Texas. Where we have that division four, yeah, I mean division four is the biggest money laundering racket, I think that's ever been perpetrated. I read somewhere, I think it was 2018 or 2019, that division four in the state of Texas alone generated 93 million dollars worth of revenue for the state. God, and you know, and and I belong to a lot of fathers' rights pages on Facebook and things like that. You know, and I, I think that. This situation, had her dad been allowed to be a more active part of her life, Dee Dee would, one, still be alive. Two, Gypsy would not be in prison. Mm -hmm. Gypsy would be a productive, normal, contributing member of society. She would have have her fairy tale life, in all likelihood. Yeah. You know, but because one parent excluded the other party, put her daughter in danger for for and 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 you can't say i mean for all no, of the what things was, that dd did for, what what I, was, what I was gonna say is even the stepmother mm-hmm. uh was trying to help yeah she was and but but dd shut it down yeah she and when when we say shut it down she would move and not tell the other parent but yeah. she would collect the child support that's yeah. the only way he found her yeah and see, that's another thing too, and that's that's a topic for another episode. I, and, and I'll and I'll we'll, we can move on, move on yeah. from 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 this little snippet that I'm about to throw up here, but not throw up, throw out, but <laughs> kind of well, throw up because yeah, child support is just disgusting. But yeah, child support should be for the deadbeat dads, or not necessarily deadbeat dads because even that's part of the problem because there are deadbeat mothers out there too. Yeah, but I, I think that if if the non-custodial parent is an active, present part of that kid's life, I think it should be 50-50. 
Yeah. I think 50-50 should be the standard, and the child support's going to be for that that non-present individual. I honestly think that uh, because it's, on, it, it, I mean, all the money should be put in a trust fund. Well... And eventually... Well, when you're talking about 50-50, as far as like the truest definition of what 50-50 should be, it's, that's split expenses right down the middle. Yeah. We're talking about tuition if they go to private school. We're talking about clothing. We're talking about medical. Um, okay. You okay, know, I got you. And, I got and, you. and got those you. expenses, you know, and, and it's like, okay, those expenses, they can be tracked. That's fine. But as far as like collecting, like, okay, say, for example... If, like, say you get, say, let's say your child supports like four seventy eight a month or something like that. Yeah. Okay. The custodial parent will only receive like maybe four hundred of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because Division Four is going to take their cut, and then they disseminate their cuts further down the line. I've seen where um, it's uh, you know I've seen some articles out there about Division Four where it talks about like the judges. And even the lawyers that get involved in family court, they all receive some kind of a kickback because of Division Four. Like the more people that they can put into the child support system, the 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 you know the more access that that particular judge or the, that particular lawyer gets to X amount of funds. Yeah. But um, all that aside, see, this is where we jump widely off track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and we're getting back. Uh, actually, we're pretty much done after that. Yeah. But uh, you know the but fact this that case, this case yeah. was so sad. And it was. It, sad. it could have been so prevented if someone uh, took a little bit due, due diligence. And a lot of the doctors, not not to say they they tried their best. They did. They really tried. Especially there was a female because there the was a female well, doctor. Okay. Yeah. And not getting anything about doctors or anything like that. But the reason why the doctors couldn't do anything is because as soon as the doctors took a little bit more in depth because they did do their due mm-hmm. diligence yeah and they're like mate this doesn't sound right and they were trying to stop it and as soon as they did that dd would move yeah uh, like cps would come over to the house they would they would interview both her they would interview gypsy and then they would inspect the home and th- these okay I have heartburn with CPS. I really do. Okay. Um, if you're if you if you are a social worker that is doing your actual job, you know you're not out there just ripping kids out of their homes because of this, that, and the other. But at the same time, you're going to have those social workers that will leave a kid there because they don't want to be the bad person. Now, I think that the CPS workers or the, ch- the social workers that would be sent to to Didi and, and Gypsy's house. Homes, whatever. Um, they uh, they didn't want to be pegged as that social worker that removed this poor sick child from her home. Yeah, you know, and 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 I think oh, it's so it's such crap. I mean, the system was so broken, and to a lot of degree, it still is nationwide that these parents are able to do that. They're able to look at. Well, like, say, for example, we might have another DD and Gypsy Rose kind of a situation out there brewing in any one of our 50 states. Yeah. But they look and see, okay, well, this is where DD went wrong. I'm not going to do that. And they're yeah. going to they're gonna continue to refine the game until they find every loophole in the system. I think the system honestly needs to be revamped. 
yeah. to prevent things like this from happening. And a lot of that, A, is going to start with parental inter- intervention, giving people like the non-custodial dads or but the, even really, the non-custodial really, moms. And in, in, in some cases, though, you some cases are just, you know, hand puck. You look at it, you know it's wrong. Yeah. Or you know it's right. Yeah. Uh, but you have a lot of people take everything as face value. They do. And, and I, I'm guilty of that, too. I'll extend trust to anybody the first time. Yeah, know? but once you start breaking and everything Yeah, like when you burn that bridge, good luck. You know, and better be getting some steel instead of wood. I'm just saying, you you know, you better come at me with some tungsten. You know, yeah. you know, or uh, even Bascar. You know, if we're going to throw some nerd references in there, but you know, and it's like, I, 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 this this case didn't need to happen the way that it did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we 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 for all for all intents and purposes, we should be talking about Jack the Ripper or something. You know. Yeah something more historical but this it's it's i think it's relevant and it needed to be discussed because it it it, it didn't occur it had it had a lot of factors what it could have been i mean the case isn't even a ten, it's not even 10 years old oh no you know it's what what 2018 yeah 2018 yeah something like that it was uh 17 or i think it was 15. 15. uh yeah june of 2015 um dd was murdered okay yeah so i mean it, it's six years old it's six years old this month. Yeah. So, you know, and it's like we have, I mean, the information is still fresh. I mean, relatively speaking. Yeah. We're going to continue to find out things about this case. I mean, this is something that I'm going to follow even after we cut for the day. Yeah. Because this case just intrigued the crap out of me. It really did. Yeah, because it's it's just it's and one it, of those, uh, and it's not even like it's not even the train wreck factor. I mean, it's. It, I mean, you want to look. It's away. the recipe of what not to do. Yeah, and it, and it's it's. And it, it, it is the, it is the closest thing to a Shakespearean tragedy that we're going to have in the twenty first century to yeah. date. You know, ne- next to political theater, and this this is real life. These are people that suffered. Gypsy suffered, uh, even to an extent. Nick stuff, you know, suffered. Um, Dee Dee definitely caught the caught, caught the short end of the stick on this one. And the father suffered. Uh, the I father mean, suffered. even the, the entire of... family suffers. Yeah, you know, the stepmom, she's suffering. She's like, my stepdaughter's in prison. So it's like, you, you pray and you hope that the day that Dee Dee or that that Gypsy gets released from prison, on she parole, gets help. That she gets help, and I think that the the, the fastest. And the most surefire way that that's going to happen is if her dad is sitting there waiting out in the parking lot to take Gypsy home. And and we pray, pray. Or that, even or even help in prison. Yeah, even that. But I'm talking about once she gets out, once she's on the outside, she's not in the institution, she, she's out in society. And what's really sad is she even stated that she feels more free and able to be a woman that she was supposed to be in prison than she did in her own mother's uh, right. Care. It's because of the absence of her mother's, you know, her mother's control. So yeah, you, and and you know, and we hope that the dad wasn't being disingenuous that that he actually genuinely cares about the health and welfare of his, of his daughter, which if he's half the dad that he's claiming to be should be the case and it shouldn't be a big deal for him and it shouldn't be that big of a stretch. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be the adjustment. 
and there's going to be the, you know, the reintroduction or the familiar uh, familiarization process that's involved because he's been excluded from her life up to this point. And, and I would really hope that they've been like communicating and that he's, he's present at least as much as he can, um, while she's in prison. Um, you know, because surfs, you know, not, not to, not to, again, to come across as being superficial, but she, she's a relatively beautiful young lady who has her entire life out in front of her still. And she can, she has the ability to be able to put this behind her and be a better person and to be a better person. And she claimed on multiple occasions during the course of that Dr. Phil interview from snippets that I saw, that's what she's trying to do. That's what she's trying to become. She's trying to become that better person. And I hope and pray that that is the case that when she's out of prison, she can get past her parole period and then she can just completely move on. She can put this behind her and close the book, not close the book, put it on the shelf and forget that she had it and then sell it in a yard sale somewhere and then all that down the road. But she can draw from that and she'll know, Hey, look, I can't go back here. This yeah. is, this is something that I can't allow to happen. And, and, and if well, she, it's, and like, it, it's that yeah. whole philosophy of, uh, instead of being, uh, chained by your past, you're actually learning from it and you still use it as a reference mm-hmm. to better yourself in life. Right. Yes. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that we addressed this case because, no. I, because uh, unlike any of our other cases, you know, this one has the potential to turn out better. You know, with everything else that we've with, that we've that we've highlighted so far in this particular series, everything has had a real like a finality to it. You know, we're not talking about the killer or somebody who facilitated the murders. You know. I mean, they've, they've all, they're either still in prison with no chance of parole or they've died because of the natural causes or execution. Yeah. And you know, you still got these victims' families out there. Whereas this, this was a true family crime that unfortunately got way out of hand because of one individual. Fighting to keep the lie uh, constant. Fighting to keep the lie, you know, the lie alive putting her daughter in an untenable position. And unfortunately, Gypsy just made a bad judgment call. I don't fault her for trying to get out. What I do find fault in is the manner upon which she did it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, she's answering for her crime. She's paying her debt to society. When she gets out, she's going to have a lot of damage control, and she's going to have to expect that when she gets out of prison, it's going to be a long road to toe. But it's not it's not an insurmountable obstacle in her life. Yeah, exactly. You know, what may appear to be a mountain now could very well be a molehill once she gets out, depending on the support system that she has in place when she gets out of prison. And that was another thing that we were talking about. As soon as she does get out of prison, uh, is she going to be one of those uh, people that just shuns the limelight? Yeah, I, I hope that she doesn't embrace the limelight and say, well, this is what I did. You know, I, the last thing that we need is another catch-me-outside girl. Okay. Oh we, yeah. We, we don't need that. I don't think that that's the case with her. She did admit that her mother trained her to be a very good liar. I hope that she embraces the truth. I hope that she embraces who she was, but she also embraces the ability and the fact that she can become anybody that she wants at this point. Yeah. 
but again, that's going to fall back on her support system. Um, you know, as long as she she does the does everything within her power to try to keep her her orientation vertical, and she looks ahead, I think she'll be okay. But if she falls into that trap of celebrity, uh, notoriety, people wanting to kind of get that perverse kick by you know, associating themselves with somebody like this, mm -hmm. I think that, that she needs to stay away from that crowd. Yeah. So as long as she does everything to you know, within her power to avoid that, and when she falls short, she has her support system to pick up that slack, I think she'll be okay. Yep. And that's it. Uh, our next episode, uh, we, got a, we actually got a comment from this one, and I told her to freaking do it in the comments and not just tell me. So, because I would forget, uh, Luca Magnotana, M A G G N O T A. Was it was it on uh, one of our YouTube comments? Yeah, it was uh, Henry Lee Lucas one. Oh, really? 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 really. Okay, yeah. let me see here. Do, 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 do. Subscriptions here. I might actually get her to actually do the show. I'm going to talk to her about it. Luca Magnata. Yeah, I'm gonna see if she 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 says she she just doesn't want to talk that stuff and anything. But I'm gonna see if I can get her on. I'm just gonna ask her. Well, you know, before we you know you know before before we try to get Marissa on the show, let let's let's us do our our our, our homework on it. Yeah. Because um, I mean, if she's not comfortable, a well, it's obvious that she's comfortable being in front of a camera, but. And I didn't mean that in a very I didn't mean that in a derogatory way at all. So yeah. Anyways, um, I mean, I get that people don't like to talk about this dark stuff, and you know. Well, it's not even that. Some people just don't like to be on camera and talk. True. Yeah. Because my 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 brother-in-law is like that. He, I asked him, I was like, "Hey, you want to come and do this?" He's like, nah. "I mean, he and he's a, a teacher up at Vernon." Yeah, you know, and, and it's like with Mike uh, this this past weekend. He was like, dude, I had so much fun sitting there commentating on people sitting at the judging table. Even though he wasn't on camera, like, I, I was listening out of the corner of my ear. So it was like, I thought he did rather well. He did. Behind the mic. He really did. You know, and so I, I you know, and I, as soon as his schedule allows, I would love to have him come in. Yeah. And, you know, we can find a subject matter that's, that's, that he's comfortable with. But I, dude, I think he would be a rock star at it. I, I, I was actually. Because uh, before we even talked, uh, what we were talking about bef uh, before we actually did the commentary of the, uh, I would really like to have him on just me and him talking about the difference between people's tragedies. Yeah. Because that, we, we had a very good conversation about it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he, he like bug-eyed when I told him all my troubles and everything like that and how I deal with it and how I understand of other people's problems and how sadly enough I become like numb to a lot of it. Yeah. But, uh, I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And catch you next time. Absolutely.